0: Hi guys, welcome in. Today we'll be discussing a very interesting case study. I've Benedict, who is newly on board, and together we'll discuss this very interesting case with you. So, Benedict, let's narrate the story for our audience together.
1: Yep. So, um, we have a question they are asking with regards to some advice about couple finances. They are married with one kid, with another on the way. Thirty-year-old female, working in civil service, enjoying an annual income of about ninety thousand. Her partner is actually a 31-year-old who has 7 years of working experience in the private sector. And he has been earning about 20% less than her for the first 5 years before drawing a similar pay for the next 2 years after switching jobs for the first time. The husband is actually getting a new job soon. And this new job comes with an annual offer of about one hundred fifty to 160000 per annum. So maybe let me just roll the question back to Josh. From your
0: experience, what are your thoughts on
1: couples actually comparing
0: their income? I think comparing, we're very used to it. Because in school, right, you know, we compare grades or you got A, I got B, kind of thing. Having mentioned that, I think it's very important also for couples to understand that when it comes to family finance, it's not a race against each other. You get it? As a team, where can you build finances for? As a team, how much income can you bring in together for the family, especially now we know this couple has one kid and she's pregnant with another one on the way. When a couple actually look for finances together, they should really try to aim to together have the most because that brings in more resources for the kids. So don't see it as a race against each other. See it as a team sport. And then from there, if your other half is doing well, you feel happy. And if your other half that's doing better, take care of the family. So of course, it's, it's a couple's thing. I think it's a very important perspective.
1: Yeah, thanks Josh. And moving on to the next part, the husband New job comes with an annual offer of about one hundred and fifty to 160,000. However, most of this is in shares, which is on a four year vesting schedule. And the total amount is about 50,000. So, after accounting for the employee's stock compensation plan, his real take home pay will come out to be around the same as
0: his spouse. Hmm. I actually think this is likely an American firm. Because, Biante, you're also with an American firm, right? And they also have a stock options program kind of thing.
1: Yes, yes, correct.
0: I always think stock options is good. It Over time, you know, shares would, would appreciate that, uh, especially if a company is doing well. And uh, I do believe most of the big tech firms are going to grow in terms of share price if we are willing to see past this current bear market. So to have vesting, that's good. Because to invest 50,000 in a particular company, I think takes a lot of understanding of business. But as an employee, it's much easier to commit long term. And uh, usually there's a discount, right? From what I, what I understand. Oh, by the way, have you heard of stories of Same industry people having discounts to share purchase programs. Yes,
1: yes, I do. Um, So I have a colleague at my current firm. Previously, he was at a different firm. It's a consulting firm. Mm. So they actually offered him quite a lucrative share compensation plan. So I think it was, if I remember correctly, it was up to 10% discount from the current market value. So from there, I think he managed to actually generate quite a substantial amount of profits from there, from what he shared with me.
0: I think anyone viewing uh, or hearing into our discussion, right, uh, if, especially if they are in HR department, they get more to share. How as an employee, they can work this out to their advantage Then do, do share in the comment section. I think this is a good point. But also, it's a very aggressive growth in terms of income. I'm, I'm glad for him because previously, the guy was drawing less than 90,000, it seems. Then this is like a pay jump of 60 70% quite easily. So I think to any viewer, if you are looking to grow your income, find the right career opportunity, grow with the right company and build your skill sets and see and always improve your current value. Uh, But having mentioned to here also, I saw a story recently on Elon Musk. With his first wife, there was some unhappiness. What happened then was as he built up his wealth, there was a lot of differences between himself and his wife. And that's a typical strain that couples need to get used to. Especially one starts to grow income very aggressively. The perspective in life tends to change. And uh, sometimes it might become incongruent. Uh, So that's where I think this couple needs to learn how to see the growth together and see the benefit together. Maybe in the later part of the story, you kind of realize there'll be more stress points. So what else has been shared in this case study?
1: Previously, they had an agreement to share their expenses 50-50 as the income levels are actually almost the same. However, with the recent job change, the wife, believes that the guy should actually now be paying two is to one because his income is actually substantially higher than hers. However, mm. the husband actually argues that it should still remain as 50-50 because realistically his take-home pay is about the same as hers after adjusting for the amount of taxes that he's paying. Bring the question back, who do you think is actually right? Or how do we actually approach this matter? Do you have like actually a personal experience?
0: I see this point of the taxes that he's paying is more. Uh, it's true that As the income increases, the tax rate goes up, but it's also not that much in a lot of ways. But I guess the main part of it is, you know, previously they had this agreement 50-50 in terms of sharing. I think there's some disagreement. If his take-home pay, because some are shares, cannot be liquidated, which means unless he cuts back on other parts, he's not going to be able to find the cash flow to contribute in terms of expenses. Over time, he will build that wealth, which is hopefully to the benefit of family. But as of now, the amount of free cash flow, probably a free cash flow perspective is easier to see how we can divide this sharing percentage.
1: Okay. So would you recommend like joint accounts for couples?
0: Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, I've actually did a poll before on Cili, And from that, I discovered that more than 60% of couples in Singapore actually have a joint account. And it's either they follow a fixed percentage, which is like or 50% of everybody's take-home pay. Or they follow a fixed amount of 1000 each. Uh, I think the most popular one is fixed percentage. That's one common place whereby everybody pulls it together. But I think there are a lot of ways to look at it.
1: Yeah, so recently I actually came across an article that actually hmm. talks about um, this thing called site stash. Hmm. So basically this is the amount of money that each individual has on their own to keep. So how it works is actually you maintain your own individual account under your own name. Mm. And every month from that joint account, the couple will actually set up an automatic recurring transfer of a predetermined amount to their own account. So this is like a judgment-free um, account.
0: If we relate this back to the question of she hoping that he pays a bit more, because as you mentioned, two is to one, but now, now she's looking for a higher ratio. Uh, I think it's negotiable. Between the couple, maybe 50-50 is no longer reflective. Yes, he's getting slightly higher in terms of take-home, maybe adjust that percentage. Or if he's still 50-50, means 50% of his higher tech home is still going to be a bigger amount. So I think two is to one is a bit hard on him.
1: Yeah, definitely. So moving on to the next part of the case study, um, in terms of investments, it was mentioned that the husband is actually actively investing, but he's lost quite a bit due to the recent market downturn. And the wife actually does not do any investments at all. So he says this is another justification <laughs> for keeping the status quo amount at 50-50. So, Josh, from your <clears throat> viewpoint, is this a common thing among married couples where one couple actually invests and the other doesn't?
0: I think if we were to look at this 50-50 equation, I think they are, they are approaching you with a targeted amount. Sounds like it's $8,000. You contribute 50%. I contribute 50%. You should book 4000 each. Then maybe flip that to 50% of take-home pay contribution. That would solve the, the equation. Which means if his take-home pay is $8,000, he should book 4000 then for her, it's three thousand five something like that. Because she's still harping on the 50-50 thing. So I think we need some clarification. We can't really understand the situation without details yet. Uh, but back to the point of him actively investing, uh, while she doesn't do investments, I actually see that quite often being practiced in couples. That means one half has little interest, the other one is in charge more. While it is common, probably also have a joint approach to things keep each other in check. I think that that's a good point. This is a good point because if one half has totally no clue on what's going on, right? Is that the best way to be certain whether the family can get to financial freedom or not? So I think if he's investing, always be accountable. I think that's, that's one to be used a bit more. That means the one that's investing more, be ready to report what's going on because that's what I do. So for my own family, I, I run most of the decision-making, but I kind of see the goal hey, uh, in, 15 years, we want to slow down our job because we probably have enough. This is the target amount that we'll be getting to. So the dream is together. So it's a lot of communication, get it? The key is communication. While one is doing the active investment, don't forget to communicate. Where's the goal? Or what's the progress like to the other half? Good or, good or not good? Uh, explain how the situation is. Yeah, I
1: think communication is very important, especially between couples. So at least the one who doesn't invest Mm. Um, he or she has to know what the other is actually um, investing in. Um, That's very important for couples.
0: Or maybe invest as a joint account. So of because it seems like he's doing it entirely. Then she may have too much of cash, which is also not good. Because in terms of family finances, if one half has too much cash, too conservative, then there's underinvestment towards the family's goal. Can, she can send it to a joint account, increase the joint account contribution, then from joint account invest for the family's benefit in the longer, or it could be for child's education in future.
1: Yeah, yep, totally agree with that. So I think the investment should actually come from the joint account rather mm. than their own um, personal account. So um, moving on to the next part of the case study, currently living in a 5 room mm. ETO flat that is about to MOP. The wife is actually happy to stay in the current flat. However, the husband says that it is just going to depreciate in value after the eight to ten year mark. So he actually wants to find a new condo that will not depreciate as much as the current place. Bringing the question back to you, um, do you think this is the case the BTO will actually depreciate after the 8 to 10-year mark?
0: I think there is a certainty that the BTO has appreciated. That's for sure. Because everybody that I've seen those of case study, what they bought compared to what they can sell at 5 years, there's definitely an appreciation. But that part of it depreciating after the 8 to 10-year mark, maybe not true. Leh. Or rather, property prices follow market cycles. Right now, it's on the up. Whether it's new flat, old flat, it's all going to go up in terms of value, correct? Uh, That's why you see in headlines, new Henderson flat, $1.4 million. But if we pull back to a much earlier phase, say like 2013, whether you bought old or new, uh, most of them also lost value because there was a down cycle in properties. I don't know whether it's a marketing message that the husband has heard to drive him towards upgrading or it's a lifestyle expectation change that he's, he's experiencing that's different from hers. So again, this boils back down to communication.
1: Yeah, so actually my gut feel is that he probably just wants to upgrade his lifestyle hmm. because he has actually managed to get a raise. So that's what I feel personally. So, I um, think so too. I recently read a book. It's from Nick Maggiuli. It's called Just Keep Buying. He came up with a study that actually lifestyle creep is okay as long as you spend within your means. So actually, the higher your savings, your initial savings rate, the higher percentage of your raise you will need to save. Over so here it says your initial savings rate, and how much of your raise do you need to save? So, as you can see from the table, at a 5% um, initial savings rate, you need to save a uh, 27% of your raise that you actually receive from your job. So, from what I've read from this conversation, I'm not sure what is their current savings rate. But let's say if the current savings rate is about 30%, mm-hmm. that means he will actually need to save about 59% of the raise that he has received. So um, from his current income, I think he could probably afford to upgrade to a condo or EC, but there are other factors that actually comes into consideration.
0: So if you use this formula, it means that he saved this percentage, 59%. Then 41% of his pay raise, he can use it for property upgrade. That is yes, correct. a prudent so, um, approach.
1: So the prudent approach is to save 59% of your raise and the remaining 41%, you can use on whatever you want, be it property or whatever um, entertainment expenses. I uh-huh. think that's fine too. So the final part of the case study is saying that wife is against buying the condo.
0: Hmm.
1: However, the husband's point of view is that with his pay raise, he'll actually be paying for the entire place. Josh, do you have any thoughts on this?
0: If he really wants to do so, if he feels it's important for the family, first thing is to work out a new expense because clearly she's unhappy about the contribution. If you want to upgrade, give and take, work out a new contribution and uh, don't see it as an individual effort or I'm willing to pay the entire piece. I think that's not a nice narrative because it's a family thing. Don't use this message of, oh, I'm going to pay, so I I earn more, I pay more, I decide. I think that approach is not the most ideal way to create joint goals and to convince the other half that this is the right progression.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that's a very calculative mindset. And also there are, other than the cost, there are actually other considerations mm. because buying a new condo actually means they have to move the entire family mm. from where they are now. And from the case facts, they already have one kid and they are expecting another kid. So this could be kind of disruptive to their current lifestyle. Valid. And selling in the current place and actually looking for a new one takes time, which I think by then they will already have the second kid. So my suggestion is he really wants to move. Probably a more prudent approach would be to wait until the kids are maybe a bit settled and older first. Mm-hmm. Then maybe they can bring up the topic
0: again. I agree on that. So it sounds like right now pregnant, we don't know how deep in the pregnancy, which means... Selling house, buying house, it is actually a 6 to 12 months exercise. Yeah, I think we brought a point where it might smack in terms of baby coming out. That would really create more stress and uh, timing wise is also something to consider. Maybe it's a bit rushed now, don't know if there's a better time down the year after baby is born and when there's more clarity. Now, what are your thoughts? Leave them in the comment sections below and if you like us to review your own case study, look for the links below in the summary sections and we'll run through on the Josh Chan Show. As always, thank you for watching Do here. Smash a like, smash a subscribe, and I'll see you in the next discussion. Take care as always. Goodbye. <laughs>